What up, what up? Welcome back to another episode from What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I am again your host, Sherm. And I am again joined by my interim co-host, Obed, who I believe is still trying to recover from eating all that Thanksgiving food last week. How are you, sir? Big worm. I mean, uh, Big Sherm, I'm great. Uh, the itis was not good to me. Uh, it was not my friend. I was slipping in and out, but the tryptophan is worn off. I'm glad you got <laughs> I like it. Right. Perfect, man. I like it, man. And uh, new to the show this week is my other friend named Chris. And hopefully, like the other Chris, he won't be driving during this show. What's good with you, man? What's going on, folks? How you guys doing tonight? How you guys doing? Good, man. Good, man. Glad to have you here. Appreciate it coming Pleasure. out this Thank week. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Um, so this week... Uh, so we're going to get into a few different things, the NFL, some college football and stuff. But as I just mentioned, Thanksgiving. So speaking of that, of course, we all know after Thanksgiving follow, and it follows Black Friday. And Black Friday is obviously sometimes an overhyped, an over big day. You know, uh, sometimes it's blown out of proportion. But it's really that time where parents can save, uh, you know, save a little money buying little Johnny a new toy truck while trampling over other shoppers <laughs> trying to save that extra 15 bucks. <laughs> or where folks can get, you know, a, get, folks get jumped in the parking lot for buying, for getting that last 55-inch Insignia TV for $500 or that $300, you know, uh, Lenovo laptop for their, for daughter Susie in college because she's busy spending all their money on uh, light beer and sorority tie-dye T-shirts, <laughs> you know? So my question really is, is Black Friday really worth it? Or even my second question, is it even necessary? Do you guys take advantage of it? Obed, I'll start with you. I mean, do you really see the hype or believe the hype in it? Uh, I mean, if you believe in capitalism and consumerism, yes, I believe the hype. <laughs> and if you really do need something, I bought a bed on Black Friday like two years ago. You know, like 50% off. I'm not mad at that, right? Yeah. Something that helped me. But in the long run, do you really need to go out there and spend up a whole bunch of money? What well, The next thing they're going to do is let it fall on a payday. That's when you know that Black <laughs> Friday will take it to spend. It's like, if I could be the third Thursday, let's just move it up one week. <laughs> I, I feel you. Chris, uh, I mean, what about you? Have you taken advantage of any Black Friday shopping? Or do you like the, all the deals? Is it really worth going all through that craziness out there? To be quite honest, absolutely not. I have a computer. It's called Cyber Monday. Stay <laughs> home in my drawers. Go to BestBuy.com. You understand? Save money that way. Listen, too much stress. You see Worldstar, people fight over laptops and TVs, and I don't have that kind of time. Also, go to the clearance section. There you go. go to them. Go to clearance. Same deals. Let's be honest. Yeah, Save some money. Yeah. There you go, baby. All right. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, speaking of Black Friday, actually, this this year after Thanksgiving, we had a little bit of a, some some sports action on Black Friday, unlike we usually had before. Uh, pretending to the golf world, actually, we had Tiger Woods going one on one with for, with Phil Mickelson for a nine million dollar winner take all prize, which was kind of interesting. Now, Phil Mickelson actually did come on top with that matchup, so that was kind of cool. So it got me thinking. Was there any other sports that this could happen where go, would you guys would like to see somebody go, a couple guys go one on one for you know nine or ten million dollars, you know, and maybe in the NBA, how about we see LeBron going one on one with Kevin Durant, you know, first one at 20, 21 or thirty wins the game. I mean, Chris, is there any other athletes or sports that you think that would be this would be kind of cool to see? Now, unfortunately. You can't do it in football. It's a team sport, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Hockey, same thing. Mm -hmm. Baseball, same thing. Mm -hmm. So basketball is the only sport you can do it where you have two individuals going head-to-head. -head. Durant, LeBron, obviously. You want to do Kobe. You want to do Jordan. But pretty much, what else do you have out there? Think mm -hmm. about it. I mean, you want to go hard in Westbrook? That would be kind of fun. You want to go Westbrook and Durant? That would be fun. Ooh. You want to go Curry and Klay Thompson? Think about that. Two great shooters. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's pretty much the only option you have when it's those kind of, you know, two headways going to the fields. Right, right, right. I, yeah, that makes sense. Obed, I mean, I, have you given this any thought? Like, what do you think? Or what, 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 what kind of matchup would you like to see? I mean, we, we've seen things like this happen many times, right? This happens in boxing all the time, right? You want to see Golovkin against whoever, Cortez, I don't know. Uh, you, when we saw Manny Pacquiao finally fight, uh, Floyd Mayweather, right? Like right. Somebody, somebody put that proposition bet out there. Like, I wonder what happened to these two plot. So, you know, it, it'd be interesting. I would love to see Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. I'd love to see that one. In fighting a celebrity deathmatch uh, show off of MTV, I'm sure they've already had these these one on ones before. But you know, I would I would love to see like generational teams. 
play against each other. We will never really see that, right? But I would love to see what the Niners would look like against the Rams this year, right? Like that, I feel like that's right. Yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. So, you know, being that we touched on some basketball really quick there, I kind of want to go into the NBA a little bit. Um, some kind of off-color, co- off awkward news kind of broke this week involving Dwight Howard. Um, he was kind of – some of his personal life kind of came, came into light this week. <laughs> Beyond. <laughs> Needless to say, we, you know, we're not going to go into specifics or anything. Yeah. But, um, I mean, as we all know, you know, some of from his ex-partner uh, you know, partner kind of outed him, I guess you want to, if you want to say it. Friends. <laughs> Lovers and friends. Who knows, right? <laughs> yeah, who knows? I'm not, I'm not, we're, not, we're not here to judge, not here to comment. But I, I just really want to ask you guys um, – how do you think that this is going to affect him in the locker room with his teammates and the Washington Wizards? I mean, do you think they're going to shy away from him? Do you think they're going to separate separate from him? You know, because we all know that certain things that come out about certain individuals can kind of divide a team. So, Obed, I'll go to you first. I mean, do you think it's going to affect him and the Wizards at all? Uh, I could see that being a problem um, if – He's making the kind of comments and the gestures and the mannerisms that people are saying he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it definitely has odes of he's trying to be the funny guy about it, but it's kind of like his mask. And then there's parts of it where it's probably not funny, right? Right. So I, I just the the comment he made to Bradley, Bradley Beal. If you have not seen it, you need to see it. I'm not calling it must see TV, but you would <laughs> you would think that this was like an Aaron Magruder television show with the kind of stuff that this cat was saying in the locker room and to people like at, at certain venues. Um, but right. I mean, it's, it's, it's not good. If, if this, if he hasn't taken a, a sabbatical away from the team mm-hmm. uh, or hasn't taken his time to leave or been released already, I can't see it not coming. You know, like how do you, if they're very well open and accepting and they're just like, okay, we can move forward from this. Fine. But <laughs> yeah. it just seems like he's, he might need to go take some time for himself. Got you. Got you. Chris, I mean, do you think it's going to cause any turmoil with his teammates and is it going to affect him being there in Washington any longer or anything like that? In my personal opinion, I think Dwight Howard's days are dwindling before this whole scandal. Basketball changed to a small sport. Mm-hmm. Big men are kind of non-existent, unfortunately. He's taking three-pointers now. So yeah. injury history, he bounced around from the Lakers to the Rockets now he's now in the Wizards, you know, Orlando, he is not what he used to be. So what he's doing in his own bedroom is his own business. Personally, mm-hmm. the man is 32 years old, been in the league for 15 years, no championships, a handful of all-stars. So mm-hmm. I don't think what he's doing off the court is going to really affect what's happening on the court right. or in the locker room. There's been gay, oh, ex- excuse me, there has been people that have been accused of doing different things that were, you know, not what heterosexual Collins came out. No big deal. Football mm-hmm. players came out. No yeah. big deal. Mm-hmm. I think we're kind of past that stage where we point fingers and go, ooh, look at him. Right, I right. mean, I think now it's more like, what are you doing on the court? What are you doing on the field? I mean, off topic, but look at R. Kelly. The man makes great music. He did what he did mm-hmm. on different scales. And he's still making records. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I don't think what he did off the court is going to really affect the Wizards on the court, personally speaking. Got you. Got you. Okay. I just wanted to cut in that. Yeah. I agree. I think you hear more about the things off the court when perhaps the, the focus is not where it should be, right? Maybe he's exactly. not. It hasn't been for some time. Like you said, 15 years in the league, nothing really to show for it. An opportunity to bounce around, but never really took his opportunity seriously. Well, maybe the lack of focus there has made the sideshow the bigger main attraction. Right. Possibly. Right. Yeah, that, make, that makes sense. Um, another topic I wanted to kind of talk about is about the 76ers point guard and the former number one overall pick, Markel Fultz, who has been kind of missing in action quite a bit this year. He's, he's still out with the team. He's getting that, that shoulder uh, looked at further. Um, now, there's been rumors that some people are saying that the 76ers look to trade faults. You know, he's not living up to what he expected. They have Ben Simmons who can lead the point. You know, they now they've got Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, so they kind of have their big three. Now, I still don't think they have enough to overtake the Raptors, to overtake the Celtics in the East. But, um, Chris, I'll go back to you again here. I mean, 
do you think Fultz is just you know kind of just lingering with his shoulder injury? It's bound to it's bound to you know to they're good get rid of him, or do you think he's still a good fit? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you got to say about his, his situation there in Philly? Personally, I think it's all mental. If this kid is twenty years old, okay, played basketball for the first ten years of his life, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he, he his shot is just lost. Remember mm-hmm. the nineties, Chuck Knobloch couldn't throw a baseball. Mm-hmm. It was all mental. Mm-hmm. So I think. If you trade Marco Fultz, let's say to Atlanta or to Brooklyn or to Sacramento, to a rebuilding team, new surrounding, Butler is going to chew him up once he goes on that basketball court. That guy is hard-nosed. We all know that. I think new surroundings, new teammates, he will love basketball again. I think he will get his shot back again, get more confidence in his game. But as of right now on that team, it's a cancer he has to go, in my personal opinion. Gotcha, gotcha. Obed, any insight here? What do you think they should do, the Sixers? I mean, I feel like, you know, it, it's – I would agree with Chris. It's time for a fresh start for this kid. Yeah. Uh, it's not working out. The team seems to be going in another direction. Maybe everybody trust the process, trusted the process, but this individual is not the fitting piece. Considering what Jimmy Butler brings for this offense and for this team, yeah. I think maybe it's time for him to move on. Gotcha, gotcha. Um – you know what's and you know what's weird. I want to just touch on. I mean, he's he played you know sporadically this season. He had a couple good games, but you know, I really don't feel like they really truly need him here. Um, no, you know, I mean, they're they're still playing well. They're at, with, without him, so you know how much really how much better is he going to make the Sixers at this point? You know, so I think you do look to trade him. Get get some maybe get another get some draft picks maybe get some a couple of other younger guys and then you kind of just move on from there. But uh, moving along with the NBA, um, what I saw you know, I don't know if you guys noticed the latest rankings, but in the Western Conference, the LA Clippers are actually on top. Insane, insane. Which is, I mean, I don't know if anyone, but they're actually percentage wise ahead of the Warriors. Now, Obed, do you think do you think the Clippers can last? And they still compete in the West. You know, they don't have Blake Griffin anymore. They don't have Chris Paul anymore. They don't have DeAndre Jordan anymore. I mean, is it just they're just playing well at this point in the year, just kind of coincidence? Or what do you think that they can actually can actually be a legit contender in the West? Uh, I, I actually don't think they can be. I mean, it depends on what the West is going to look like, right? Obviously, LeBron is disappearing out there at the Lakers for the time being. It's still very early in the season, um, but I don't really think that we can look at a team like the Warriors and think, okay, they're not going to get their act together and figure things out. Mm-hmm. Right? This team built to win. They will deal with all this stuff once they everybody gets healthy and everybody's back on the court right. and you get that camaraderie back. Uh, but, okay, the, the Clippers aren't a heater right now. See how far this takes. Right, right. And, and Chris, it's funny because I was look, uh, looking at the standings as well in Houston – they're actually under. They're nine and ten. So they're a game under five hundred. They're, I think, tenth in the Western Conference. What's up with Houston? Can they get it together? Obviously, you know, Carmelo's not going to be with the team anymore. You know, whatever. But I mean, what's what's going on with the Rockets? And can they get it together? Can they get it it's fixed fixed there real soon? The end of the day, the Rockets play no defense, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I'm an offensive-minded guy. But defense wins championships, okay? Golden State scores 120 a night, but they'll shut you down in the crucial moments of the game, unfortunately. The Rockets don't play that kind of that kind of basketball. Right. At the end of the game, they're not going to win. And back to kind of piggyback what Obed said, as far as the Clippers, you know, they play defense, but their offense is not going to outlast, let's say, the Golden States of the world, even the OKCs of the world, mm-hmm. even Houston of the world. So Houston Rockets right now, they're going to get things figured out. I think it takes a little time. Chris Paul has been on and off the court. So is James Harden on and off the court. Mm-hmm. So once they get together, they gel, they'll be fine. Also, think about it. They lost Trevor Reza this offseason. You know, as he played defense, he, he lost. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it takes time to plug those players in. Carmelo was there for, what, uh, two weeks? <laughs> He plays zero defense, Carmelo Anthony. You understand? (laughs) The truth, though, yeah. So, you know, again, I don't like defense personally speaking, but at the end of the game, at the end of the day, you win championships built on that. And right now the Rockets, they're not going to go far as their defense takes them, honestly. Right, right. Um, Speaking uh, of teams 
uh, you know, in the West. Obed mentioned the Lakers before. You know, before last night, the Lakers actually lost about, what, 32 to the Nuggets, 117 to 85. LeBron had a season Crazy. low, only 14 points. And I think he was uh, over five or from, from outside the paint. Are there, I mean, now, aside from last night's game against the Nuggets, you know, LeBron has been the LeBron of old taking over the games. He's realizing, though, he can't be that passive LeBron that he sometimes can't, tends to be. He, he realizes that with this young core, especially with Rondo being out, he needs to kind of take over. Do you think, Obed, that the Lakers can really get it together and make a true playoff push? Or they're going to have ups and downs throughout the year. I mean, do you think that they're actually going to figure it out? Um, I think that they have a chance to figure it out. Uh, as far as Le- LeBron and his decision to turn into that, what what you explained mm-hmm. sounds like playoff LeBron to me, yeah. right? Like, and we've always seen the big hitter at some point in their career rest a little bit more and come out and be that playoff person mm-hmm. that we need, right? Mm-hmm. And in his case, can he give us another season like the last few, the last I think two seasons he had with the Cavaliers? He really had to start turning this on. He had to play a lot more minutes than you think somebody is at his age would. I wouldn't expect him to play as much as he is now, mm. but I feel like he's still out here, has a little pep in his step. Can he? Can he sustain? Yeah. Well, hopefully he doesn't get the injury bug. Right? Like this is you're asking for a lot of work out of a, out of a guy who I don't know if he was brought here to do that much work until when it really counted. If you guys even get. There. Right, right. And, it's, right. and, you know, Chris, sorry to interrupt there, Chris, for a second. And I don't know if you guys, as, you, as Obed just mentioned, the Cavaliers, I don't know if you guys saw just just a little within the last couple hours, it was announced on ESPN that the Cavaliers have actually traded Kyle Korver to the Utah Jazz for a guard, Alec Burke, and two conditional uh, first round draft, or excuse me, conditional, conditional draft picks later on. I mean, without LeBron, obviously the Cavaliers have sunken down to one of the bottom teams in the Eastern Conference. You know they're they're trying to shop J.R. Smith as well, who's unhappy there with you know with them too. Chris, you know we talked about LeBron. You know, of course, well, we can always talk about the Lakers as much as we want, but kind of going back to the Cavs and even with the Eastern Conference, we're gonna say you know Cavs are probably not a contender uh, at this point. You know, may no. not be ever be again without without any superstar. <laughs> they're not gonna happen. <laughs> no. You I'm know, not, I wonder why Love took that contract, right? Like, that, hey, you so need money. All right. Right. So that was yeah, going to be my me twenty million dollars too. Why not? Yeah, right. So that was going to be my question to you, Chris. Did Kevin Love, you think, make the right decision by staying with Cap- the Cavaliers? And was it based upon him thinking that LeBron would be around, and you know, or you know, you know they they could attract other free agents to that team? Do you think that they could actually a year or two years from now get to that high level of team that they used to be? Absolutely not. There's zero points right now. There's not even a slither of a hope that they're going to be near the Boston Celtics, near Toronto, near Milwaukee, not even near the Wizards right now, unfortunately. Um, you You have to ask Kevin Love, what's more important? He has that one championship. Okay, done. Now he has in his pocket $120 million plus plus more than that. Does he chase another ring? Is he going to... Just make more money in his, in his pocket. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the Cavs are going to go nowhere. They have to do a complete overhaul. Mm-hmm. Get, like you said, give it to J.R. Smith. You want to trade Clarkson. You want to send. Uh, you want to trade Rodney Hood. <laughs> complete overhaul. They have. I think it starts from the top down. Yeah. LeBron James is not coming back to Cleveland. Clearly, right. Cleveland Cavs start from fresh, start from scratch, tear it down. No, that's it. Gotcha. That's it. Gotcha. I'm gonna yeah. throw uh, a little bit of. Uh, a clever ruse on here. Uh, apparently, there was a, a reporter talking to LeBron and asking what it would be like if he got to play with his son. And he was just like, you know, that would be great. If I got to be, uh, be on the court with my son. He was like, at the rate he's going, it would only be five or six more years. Right. <laughs> right. Think about it. What the Lakers to his son and like team. Yo, that would be insane. But now LeBron is what, 33, 33 or 32? 33, 34. 33, 34, I think, yeah. Nah, 34, yeah. I think he's 33. Let's just say he's 33. Can he last another five to six years, Obed, do you think, in the NBA? In this iteration of LeBron, like expecting playoff LeBron this early in the season, we haven't even hit the all-star break? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. Where for me, it's it's like, uh, and I'll use another analogy, where do you, this person doesn't have to go to the glue factory immediately, right? Mm-hmm. We can put this person out stud. Uh, is there going to be some stud and left uh, when he's 37, 38, and these guys who are, you know, 
in their rookies are hitting their, in their rookie years and their youthful years are hitting their prime and hitting their stride. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be able to run with them. But the way that the NBA is going right now, like Chris said, his offense might have got offense seems to be a thing that people love these days. Yeah, tally up them points. We're going to be something I always remember was if you had Steve Nash as a point guard, you were going to give up 130 points, but you might win 132 <laughs> by so, two points, 131 to 130 exactly. Yeah. Now. To jump back in your back of what you were saying about LeBron lasting for the next four or five more years, that's a double-edged sword question because, A, if he has the same team he has right now, he'll die and burn out in the next two years. But if they can get, let's pretend, a Kawhi Leonard, for instance, or Anthony Davis, for instance, mm -hmm. next offseason to take a load off of LeBron's <laughs> shoulders, right. then he can last four or five more years. If Magic Johnson has no trades, same, you know, you still have Kuzma and, you know, Lonzo Ball, He'll die in three years. His legs will just burn out. He'll, he'll be exhausted. He can't do it all. Right. The man needs help, so he cannot make it three or four more years at this high level. Absolutely not. With help, I said LeBron can do it. I think LeBron can do it with help. Yeah. That's a double-edged sword question. Yeah, if, if anyone can do it, it's definitely going to be LeBron. With his yeah. athleticism, you know, he just can't compete with that. So moving, no. moving along, and kind of want to, you know, switch, switch, switch gears here and move along to um, some college football news in action. So... Going into championship week this year, the college football playoff rankings came out last night. So obviously, of course, staying at the, staying at the top was Alabama um, as a number one. Have they been number one all season long? Clemson at two, Notre Dame at three, Georgia at four, and we have number five Oklahoma. Sooners followed by the number six Ohio State Buckeyes. So obviously, like I said, championship week is this weekend. Alabama will be taking on number four Georgia this week. Now, Obed, I'll go to you first. Do you think, one, Georgia has even a shot, you know, and two, I mean, can Alabama be stopped? I mean, Alabama has scored over 21 points in every single game this year. Oh, excuse yeah. me, has, has beaten teams by more than 21 points by every, by this year, excuse me. But do you think Georgia even has a shot with this weekend? I don't know if anybody has a shot against Alabama unless Tua's leg gives out, right? Like, I just I, – I, it's, it's like seeing the not even all-star starting five Warriors warm up, right? Like, what do you think is about to go on right now? Is it going to be a shootout? Potentially. Could you take this to the wire? Auburn played Alabama pretty well for, what, three quarters, two and a half quarters? Yeah. Uh, I, you, can, you can hang with them, but I just – I don't see anybody having anything. Right, right. Chris, I mean, do you think this is a, could be a possible upset? I mean, I mean as you know, I mean, Alabama is – they're running through people this year. Clearly. So what I've noticed about this, uh, you know, Alabama squad is that they are hitting on all cylinders, mm -hmm. offensively, defensively, special mm -hmm. teams, mm -hmm. coaching from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. As of right now, I don't see that Georgia is going to even – they'll give them competition for the first half. Mm -hmm. Second half, they're going to pull away. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. They'll be close at first mm -hmm. and then pull away, my personal opinion. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I mean, number two, Clemson going against Pitt in the ACC championship game. I think we all can say Clemson will will surely win that one there. They'll they'll so they're locked in. They'll be locked into the college football playoff. Um, number three, Notre Dame is idle with obviously with no champion, no conference championship, so they're going to be in. So I kind of want to real quick come back to Bama Georgia. Let's say obviously if Bama wins, they're in. They're in the number one team. So if Georgia loses, they drop out of the top four. Then you have Oklahoma going against number fourteen Texas in the Big Twelve championship. And then you have number six, Ohio State, going against number 21, Northwestern, the Big Ten Championship. So, Ben, my question to you is, if Alabama wins, Georgia's gone. But if Oklahoma and, and Ohio State both win their conference championship, who gets in at that fourth spot? Would it be Oklahoma or would, it, or would Ohio State jump Oklahoma? I don't – I just – Ohio State has looked so shaky – you know that I don't know if they would deserve to get that leapfrog, but I feel like they will. Yeah, it just seems it just seems the way that things tend to trend for them at the time of the year. Whether they can actually, you know, justify that movement by mm -hmm. the committee, I don't know. But I feel like you're going to see Ohio State up there. Okay, uh, Chris. I mean, are you siding with Obed on this one too? I, I mean, I personally, I am. So, what do you? I mean, if right. if Georgia loses. Who jumps into that four spot if Oklahoma and Ohio State both win? Personally, personally, I'm going to go with Alabama. 
No, yeah, no, well, Alabama. We know Alabama. Win. I'm saying if Georgia loses to Alabama, if Georgia loses to Alabama, who's Oklahoma, out of Oklahoma, Ohio State? Who do you think will get into that fourth spot? Personally, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's like yeah. Now they don't play that much of defense. I noticed that their defense is kind of shaky sometimes, mm. but their offense is so potentially you know explosive. Mm. It'll overtake the bad defense. Personally, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with Kyler Kyler Murray leading the way, you know, he's definitely a great quarterback. And who know? I mean, he, obviously, we we all know he's gonna, he's going to be playing baseball. He's already been drafted in the, by MLB. So exactly. <laughs> and, it's, and it's college football too. So it, these games be. 56 to 52 like so offense is offensive driven defense sometimes in college does not win championships unfortunately it's always offensive driven right and that's how it goes i'll, I'll say this i'll say this really cut in uh the so that texas oklahoma game is at 12 o'clock on saturday okay Ohio plays a primetime game at 8 p.m right so if it's depending on how they're going to come out are they going to come out and put on a show or mm-hmm. are they going to come out and look flat you know what i mean i think that might play into it Gotcha. Now, uh, uh, really, really quick, Obed, just real quick before we move on from college football. What now? Let me ask you this: If Georgia wins, they somehow beat Alabama. Do you think <laughs> Alabama can still get in, like like last year, or do you think that they get jumped? I think they get jumped. Really? Jumped? I, I you can't lose this late. Really? Well, I, I, I think they might get in personally. Yeah, I mean, Chris, I'm, I mean, I'm with yeah. you. I mean, honestly, yeah. even even if Alabama somehow loses to Georgia, Clem, let's say Clemson, let's say Clemson drop jump jumps to number one. Notre, you know, I mean, um, Notre Dame maybe jumps to number two, and let's say Georgia's in there. I still think you give Alabama the edge, even though they they lose a game. I mean, look, it happened last year. You know, I I still think Alabama is a complete is the best team in the country. I mean, let's say think about yeah. it. Ohio State has one loss. They lost to Purdue. Now let's say they didn't lose. Now let's say they now let's say they were losing. Let's say they lose to a Purdue in the Big Ten championship game. Let's say they're playing Purdue. Do you think Purdue would be a better team? That, is a better team than Ohio State? I don't no, think so. No, exactly. So you would still you would still yeah you would still put Ohio State in the game. So that's what I'm saying is even if Georgia somehow pulls this upset off and beats Alabama, I still think Alabama is the most complete. And team, and they're the best team in the nation. So you, even if they lose, you still put them in, whether it's at the three seed or even at the four spot. You still you still put Alabama in. They're in by default, guy. They're in by default, personally. I, they're I in mean, by default. You will lose, they're in by default. I, 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 that's, what I, that's what I really do yeah. think. If, they, if that actually happened, I would love to see what the quality of that win looked like, right? Like, did they just fall apart? Like, what did you did you take them to a nail biter, or did you just go out there and pummel Alabama? Right. Now, I mean, yeah. Right, right. now, like, now, if Alabama loses by fifty five, that's a different story than losing. They get smoked, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, right? if they lose by five, hey, this is how much I lost today. Yeah, I mean, different, <laughs> different thing. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. So. Sticking with football, move, let's move on to the NFL. Um, some 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 tragic news or some tragic event ha- actually happened recently with the Redskins quarterback Alex Smith going against the Houston yeah. Texans. Got taken down, suffered a horrific uh, right leg injury. He had a compound fracture, broke his right tibula and fibula. The crazy thing about it, you know, and obviously we all know Alex. He's done for the year. He's you know he's out at least probably eight months or so for rehab and recovery surgery. He had surgery immediately after the game. The crazy thing about it, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, when that happened uh, the Sunday prior, it was 33 years to the day that it happened to former Redskins quarterback Joe Theismann. Oh, my God. Wow. Joe Theismann was 35 years old when it happened. (sighs) Alex Smith was 34 years old, and it was 33 years to the day. And guess what? Joe Theismann was in the arena when it happened. Oh, what wow. are the chances of that I actually happening? Like that, guys. Jesus. Me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> What'd you say? That evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Oh, I mean, what? I, I just, I just couldn't believe it when I saw it. It was 33 years to the day. Do you think Obed? Do you do? Obed, do you think he can actually recover from this? I, I think he may be done for his career. I, I would I think it, uh, they had a doctor on uh, Yahoo's fantasy sports show talking about that there was a lot of his his leg was under a lot of torsion a lot of torque when mm-hmm. it broke that's why they call it like a spiral fracture right right spiral, spiral compound fracture the compound means that a bone came out of the skin right 
I don't know if he's coming back to be the mobile Alex Smith. If like they, if I mean, you how many pins and needles are you going to have in this score in this leg of yours? Mm-hmm. Right. This is it's a pretty serious injury. I don't think he's ever going to come back from this. Right. Yeah. I mean, Chris, do you think even if he can come back, do you think it's a good idea for him to come back? No, I think I'm going to disagree, unfortunately. I think because of the way he plays football, he's a dink and dunk kind of passer. Mm-hmm. He has a big arm. He's going to beat you mentally. Now, Alex Smith is not a great quarterback, granted, but he's not the super Michael Vick agile kind of player or the big arm, like, you know, let's say a Brett Favre kind of player. Not like that. He'll toss the ball five yards, you know. So I think that over time with rehabilitation, he might come back. I was reading reports, though, that he might just say, I'm going to done and retire. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been reading personally. But in my opinion, I think he's going to come back probably 2020 at full strength. Mm-hmm. Give it a go. Listen, Peyton Manning came back with a, a fractured neck and, and his spine was all jacked up. You want know yeah. to say? And right. Peyton Manning had no arm. Peyton Manning could never run the ball. He couldn't pass the ball 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Neither did Alex Smith now at healthy. So, if Peyton Manning could do it, I think Alex Smith could do it personally. Okay, okay. Um, other quarterback news uh, with the Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton was recently placed on IR with a right thumb injury. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it was the severity of the injury that put him on ER or the Bengals just saying, you know what, screw it, we're done for the year. And yeah. you know what, with, with that being said, I think Marvin Lewis is out of a job at the end of this year. They believe in Marvin Lewis so much. The guy hasn't won a single <laughs> playoff game in 15 or 13 15 years, years. 13 years, whatever it is. How does this man have a job still? And everyone's going to hate yeah. on it because he's, he's, he, he was a defensive-minded guy coming from, the, coming from the Ravens and things. But I don't get it. Chris, please explain to me. If the Bengals do not get rid of Marvin Lewis, how is it possible – I mean, I mean, how is it possible he can really recover and really bring this Bengals team around next season? Put yourself in Marvin Lewis' shoes, right? You have a guaranteed job of 15 years. You've done nothing productive. You have no victories. You have not given the city of Cincinnati any kind of hope that you're going to be a contending franchise. I think with this injury, Dalton is a B-plus player at best, B-plus the Bengals were playing decent football before this injury, of course. Marvin Lewis should be gone. I don't think he's going to get fired personally. I think he'll still be there in five years. I think he'll leave on his own terms. Mm. I don't think that organization will ever fire that man for wow. what he'd done for the previous history. But with Dalton's history of this injury, obviously, and the city just you know trying to get behind them, I think – He's going Marlon Lewis, but he's not going to leave personally. I don't think he's going to go. You can't have a job of 15 years uh, right. and be you – can't, you can't have that. You're going to get fired eventually, dude. Like eventually you're going to oh, get fired. Oh, Ben, let me go to you. What, what's your kind of take on this situation in Cincinnati? Uh, Cincinnati, you know, it's funny. We're on to Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Uh, it's funny because I feel like the Bengals are Cincinnati's Washington Redskins. Right. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. look like they know what they're doing. They kind of give you the same bare minimum fall off at the end. Some exciting years, no playoff wins. Right. And that mediocre low, middle of the road yeah. team. Yeah. You win nine games, eight games, ten games. That's it. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. That's what yeah. You do. And you're happy with that because it puts people in the fan. People are excited about the team. Right. You're never embarrassed except for those like games where you only score nine points against the Browns. Mm. You know, but. You're not the which is exciting conversation for your division. Right, right. Said, you know, you watch them in the same division with the Steelers. The Steelers always get the uh, Browns like first game of the season. Give them a one jump up lead in the division to get them started for the year, make them feel good. The Ravens, the Ravens get a lot of favorable calls and play a lot of stupid football, but are still floating around there in the bottom of the AFC. Sometimes they the playoffs and even in the Super Bowl if they could get their act together long long enough on offense. I think the Bengals have an issue with running into the buzzsaws of uh, all the dynasties that the AFC has seen over the years. Now we've got some fresh blood out here with KC. Um, but, yeah, I don't yeah. – looking at the Bengals, I, I don't think they'll be getting rid of Marvin Lewis. I think they'll give him a chance to walk on his own terms. Uh, but it does look like they're packing in on the season, right? Like I don't even know why A.J. Green will come back after being gone for three games. Right, I'm, yeah. There's, there's, well, there's, well, what's the injury? Yeah, there's, there's, there's no need. There's no need. Jeff Driscoll, Jeff Driscoll going to start dropping dimes out here? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, not, I, not <laughs> at all. Not at all. 
Um, speaking of more, even more quarterback news, the Jaguars have recently decided to bench quarterback Blake Bowles in favor okay. of backup Cody Kessler. They also fired their offensive coordinator. Um, and also this week, the Jack, their running back Leonard Fournette has been suspended for one game for the fight he started with the Buffalo you Bills. Dummy. <laughs> yeah, that was being farther. He actually came off. He wasn't even involved in the play. He came off the sideline and went on the field. In his spine. Yeah, what are you doing, dude? This dude think he out on the street throwing blows like bong bong, one, two. Like, dude, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So, Chris, I mean, did the Jaguars have any chance? I mean, I think benching Bortles pretty much says they're packing it in. Um, of course. Do you think they move on from Bortles after this year? Well, a couple of points. Number one, uh, for fantasy owners, play Yeldon. He's going to get a lot of burn. <laughs> so play Yeldon when all your fantasy league. Yeah. That's number and, one. Oh, don't look out for Carlos Hyde. Don't forget Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, he hasn't been doing much right now. They trade him, which is a retarded trade. But, again, Yeldon took some points this week. But back to your original question, the Jaguars, in my opinion, they gave the Patriots the run to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And look at them now. Look how they fell from grace. This guy, the cornerback Ramsey, has been talking smack all year long. He cannot back it up. They're getting smoked on the defensive end of the ball. Blake Bortles, you cannot trust that guy with the ball. Um, defense, again, wins championships. But if you can't get the ball down the field five yards, you're not going to win. They need to revamp that offense to make it a little more, not pass heavy, mm-hmm. but a little more quarterback friendly that's going to develop Yeldon and let Fournette run and obviously Carlos Hyde because obviously Blake Bortles is not the answer. He's not the answer. I mean, I you know, yeah. you got to get rid of that guy. Yeah. You're better off with Ryan Tannehill personally. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, <laughs> and, they, and, and they gave yeah. Bortles an extension. Do you, Obed, do you think that they can really stick with him or do you think they'll just move on? Well, it's my understanding that that uh, contract does give them a bit of an out, some space so they can like make some moves and get rid of him, maybe dump him. Uh, kind of like the same contract that I believe that Jared Kinnan signed with the Niners. He is, it was a big money contract, mm-hmm. but it gives them language that they can part ways with him very, very easily should they need to. Mm-hmm. That being said, Bortles is not that guy. I, I, you know, Ryan Tannehill as a game manager probably would be a lot better on this team. But what happened to those wide receivers? I thought Keelan Cole was going to be a star in this league. I thought Dede Westbrook was going to be a, a star in this league. I thought DJ Chark was going to be a star in this league. They, they should have never, they should have never let Allen Robinson go to Chicago. You know, they should have never let Allen Robinson go. Looking at what they, uh, Allen Robinson has been able to do with the uh, the Bears, I do think it was a bad decision to let him go. It's the what you you expect from him. Obviously, they had a revolving door wide receiver, but I think that makes you more deadly when a bunch of guys can come off the bench at that position and burn you right. versus running back. Right, like you have to be a special kind of offense, like the Saints, to be able to handle having one between the tackles and one right plug and play with the guy who can go to the outside as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's hard to do, right? Like I think, but I think at the wide receiver position, you would look like Aaron Rodgers' uh, wide receiver uh, core of old, right? Like he could go to James Jones, he could go to Donald Driver, he could go to a young. Give me a young Jordy Nelson, my God, <laughs> yeah, right. A young Randall Cobb, right? Like yeah. he had all these guys around him, and then Richard Rodgers sometimes they it. Anybody could, could light you up, so the ball can just be dispersed anywhere. But you got to have a quarterback that has faith in his throws, and I don't think Blake Bortles is that guy. Makes sense. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you, Obed. That, that makes sense. So, um, Obed, you wanted to kind of talk on a couple different things here. We really want to uh, introduce a new little segment to our show this week. Feel free to have at it, sir. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right, folks. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, <laughs> I have been called a hater. It's happened. <laughs> <laughs> I have very strong views about players that I think are great and very strong views about players who I think are in great situations. And so I thought I would bring this discussion to you uh, and we could uh, you know, collaborate together and say, hey, do we believe that we hate the player or that we hate the game? Uh, so the idea here is that you have to look at a player. There are You can grab whatever stats you want, you can have whatever biases you have, yeah. and you tell me whether you hate the player because they're that good or you hate the game because the game's making him look good. So uh, our first up, uh, Mr. Adam Thielen. Uh, <laughs> of the year, Adam yeah. Thielen has a uh, a number of well, excuse me, 1138 yards off of 126 passes. He's got a 74% cat, catch rate. He's got eight touchdowns, uh, one fumble, um, and he has definitely outplayed whatever contract they signed to him that I thought he was very underpaid mm-hmm. for. Um, that being said, knowing that he is he's the outside guy, yeah. but 
Minnesota chooses to play him in the slot, right? right? In the slot, you play against uh, probably weaker competition at the defensive side, maybe a third cornerback, maybe a safety. Uh, He's lined up and has a very favorable matchup, and they take advantage of that matchup. A lot of his routes go to the outside, not as much as they go to the inside. Big cross routes that get him going to the out route on the opposite side of the field. Uh, Is Adam Thielen going to be one of these upper echelon wide receivers of our day today because right now as we sit at week 12 he has 1138 yards are we talking about 100 yards per game one opportunity for a touchdown this guy is going to play five more games maybe he sits the last game four more games mm-hmm. he's going to put 400 more yards on this we're talking about a 1500 1600 yard receiver i think that 1600 yards is a very high mark for a wide receiver it to is. hit and at his pace, maybe he'll tack on another four touchdowns of that, 12 touchdowns, 1,400 yards, 1,600 yards. I don't know if Adam Thielen is that good. They have a 24-year-old Stephon Diggs that they play out of his position. He's, he's young and spry. He can hang out on the outside until he you know, should take his rightful space in the slot where he should have been from the get-go. Um, but I don't know. I, I will say in this position, I think Adam Thielen is a great player. I just don't know if he is that guy. He's talking about Julio Jones numbers. I feel okay. like – Adam Thielen, this guy could be a 1,600-yard wide receiver, might have 12 touchdowns. Do we hate the player because he's so good, or do we hate the game because the game is making it better for him? Chris, what do you think? I hate the game. (laughs) I don't think that he's going to be a top-notch receiver for too much longer, personally. I think Stephon Diggs is going to want more run, which is going to limit his opportunity to do more damage. He's putting up right now Randy Moss numbers right now, okay? So I don't see that in the future for the next two to three to ten years. I don't personally see it. Yeah, yeah well, I agree. I agree. He's trying to do a young Randy Moss out there. I understand how the Minnesota folk got a roll, but I don't know. Uh, Sherman, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with Chris Hate the game here. I mean, Adam Thielen, he's a great route runner. He has good hands. But I put him in a situation where he is the guy, the number one receiver, you know, mm-hmm. Put him on like a Jacksonville or you know where they need a number one receiver or, or something like that. I don't think he puts up this. Yeah, I don't think he puts up the same numbers. So I think he's a product of that system, that situation he's in. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I have to agree. I think they 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 like what he gives them. He he provides them with a spark. He makes big plays for them. But down the line, I don't know if he's got it. You know, he's dealing with the calf injury right now. He's dealing with the back injury. I think one of the things that their uh, team has really faulted themselves with is allowing Kirk Cousins to just target this one guy over and over and over again. you got to be able to spread the ball around. What happened to, to Kyle Rudolph? You know, what happened to Laquan Treadwell? Aldrick Robinson won some games for you. You know, well, you've got other options here. It's hard to make a 13-3 and team better, um, but hopefully Kirk can do that with these weapons. All right, so next up on uh, Hate the Player, Hate the Game, Tyreek the Freak. Now, I don't know what more can be said about this gentleman. He is fantastic. He's an absolute lightning rod. Uh, he's currently sitting at 1,106 yards, 11 touchdowns. Uh, this guy has caught all of this on 94 passes. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't drop the ball 69% catch rate. The man is there for He's got steady hands. Uh, and, you know, he makes big splash plays all the time. Uh, I, I was skeptical of the Tyreek Hill uh, experiment. Uh, last year when he first popped off. I didn't really think that this was sustainable or like this was the real deal with Alex Smith. So they yeah. slot Patrick Mahomes in here, and I think the kid just got even more deadlier than he was. Um, it's uh, I, I think the play for me that did it the most was when uh, Ta- Kareem Hunt fell down on a touch on a go route to the corner when they were playing the Patriots. He fell down on the route. Tyreek the Freak came back all the way around and made the play for the touchdown out of nowhere. Like that is just... Heads up awareness, uh, that skill, that's that's all the things. I, I hate the player on this one. Uh, Chris, what do you think? I think Tyreek Hill is going to be a major offensive weapon now with Mahomes was back there. Like you said, they have Hunt, and then you still have Kelsey over there. You still have this guy Watkins over there. So I think with all those offensive weapons, he's putting up 40 points at the game on KC. So I think he's the real deal. I think you put him let's say on an Oakland Raiders team for instance. He gets behind that safety he's gone. Okay? You put him on any bad team, he's going to beat you. Unlike Adam Thielen. He's not going to beat you by himself on a bad team. I think Tyreek Hill has the potential to do it. He's been only going for two years and put up monster numbers. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. 
Yeah, so, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to agree with Chris. I'm gonna say hate hate the player on this one here. I mean, he's probably one of the fastest guys, if not the fastest guy in the NFL. Uh, you know, when he when he, when he when he turns those burners on, dude, he deuces. You know, what I mean, don't call us dude the Forrest Gump. You know, you put and he's, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, he, when he puts on his uh, afterburners and it's a wrap. So I'm gonna say hate the player on this one. You know, he, he he's got he's got he's got good hands. You know, he uh, he he. he Gets the, he gets to get those deep balls at any time, so I'm going to say hate the player on this one. All right, I agree. I agree. I think uh, I think the kid's got some spunk. Uh, now, you know, another skill position set, uh, looking at the running backs, James Conner. You know, going into the season, no one really thought what they were going to think what they were going to get out of this kid, uh, knowing that at some point we would see Le'Veon Bell. But Le'Veon Bell went full milk carton. Uh, he is out of the picture, probably <laughs> waiting to cash them checks for whoever else he's going to be with. Uh, 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 heavy on Bell uh, has been joining himself in South Beach. Hopefully, he's back in shape. Uh, you know, personally, I think James Conner's done some great things. But looking at what they're getting from Juju Smith-Schuster, looking at what they're getting from uh, Antonio Brown, look at what they're getting from uh, Vance McDonald. I, I don't know if they need that kid to be the star player. They slid Jalen Samuels in for a couple of plays. He didn't look bad. Uh, I. You know, I just, I don't know. The jury for me is out. You can't, you know, I, I understand it's a respect thing for the Steelers to be like, oh, we don't need Le'Veon anymore, anymore. but we're talking about Le'Veon Bell here, right? Le'Veon right. Bell is an absolute stud, right? So, you know, well, as much as I, as I, I like what James Conner brings, I think I'm going to hate the game on this one. I think they're setting him up for success, and we'll see if he can make that a consistent thing going into next year. Uh, Sherman, what do you think? You hate the player on this one? You hate the game? What do you like? I'm going to say hate the game. I think he's a product of the system. I think, honestly, I think you put Connor, you know, in, uh, you know, a, a, a worse situation like San Francisco or like an Arizona, I don't think he's doing the same thing. I think he really is a product of of, of, the, of the Steelers himself. You know, that coach Mike Tomlin, good offensive line. Obviously, you have a Hall of Famer, Brandon Roethlisberger. You got Antonio Brown on the outside. I think he's really just a product of the system here. So... I don't think he will. I mean, he, like I said, I, I like I think I think he'll be keep keep putting up numbers while he's in Pittsburgh. But yeah. let's say he leaves in free agency three years from now or four years from now, um, I don't think he will be the same player. Yeah, I can see that, Chris. No, Sherman, I have to agree with you honestly as well. Too. If you're playing defense against the Pittsburgh Steelers, are you in a game plan for James Conner or Antonio Brown? Or Juju, you understand? Even Big Ben. Who are you really going to game plan for? Like Sherman said, he's a product of the system. Good offensive line. He, I think if you put him on, let's say, the Jets, you understand? Yeah. He's not going to get production. Yeah. I guarantee you. You put him on Buffalo Bills. You put him on Arizona. You put him on San Fran. Oakland. He's not that kind of game-breaker running back. He's not Beyond Bell. He's not a Todd Gurley. You understand? Oh, that was your computer. Okay. But uh, he's not those kind of game-breaker kind of players. So, yeah, product of the system. I agree with you guys. I definitely agree with you guys. I think I think what we're getting from James Conner is fantastic, but they they are going to either solely be lacking him or looking for someone who can carry that spark for them. Big Ben is not the guy to be out here to put the, the rock in his hands, as we saw the last interception he had from last week. Uh, I don't think he's the guy to uh, to carry the load right now at this point in his career. Um, at Christian McCaffrey, you know, a stud coming out of Stanford. I didn't think much about him playing in the Pac-12, the kind of numbers that he had. Uh, if it was going to be something he could have done if he played in the SEC. Uh, you know, I, 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 he's a lightning rod right now. The kid, you know, all, all of the class act terms you use for, for a player of his caliber, you know, he's a gym rat, he's just a firecracker, just a hard worker, you know. Uh, it, the kind of numbers that he's putting up uh, with, with um, the Panthers recently has been amazing. I think uh, I heard, saw some statistic uh, that uh, Cam Newton is completing better than 70% of his passes at this point. Well, his average yards per attempt is like 7.6 yards. Everything has been super condensed. And the kind of quarterback that you deal with, a mobile quarterback, guy who's probably not too accurate, has very much leverages his athleticism, but you don't really like your quarterback taking out any hits. Uh, I feel like they're, they, they just recently got rid of uh, C.J. Anderson. You know, I think they feel like, hey, what we're getting out of Christian McCaffrey is fine. We'll figure out the rest with maybe a rookie or I think Whitaker's still there as well. Yeah. Um, 
I think Christian McCaffrey is good, but they are pumping him with a lot. He had 250 all-purpose yards, like two touchdowns this last game. If that doesn't scream yeah. overproduction, I don't know what does. Uh, personally, I feel like the game is set up for him in that in that offense to be very productive because he is the funnel. He is where everything is going right now. How long can he do that for? How long can he take that wear and tear? Yeah. I think I hate the game more than the, on this one than I do the player. Uh, um, sure, I'm gonna, Chris, if you don't mind, let me jump in here. I'm going to say I hate the player on this one. Man, this guy, I think he's the real deal, Holyfield, dude. Um, I mean, he, he, like I said, he could run the football. He had, you know, 100, 100 plus yards rushing, 100 plus yards receiving. He can catch passes out of the back. He's, he's almost like a small Le'Veon Bell. Okay. He's a dual threat running back. Yeah. Um, he, he runs great routes. Yeah. He can he can help he can help pass block yeah. you know and he can pick up the blitz as well. Um, I really do like this kid. You know, coming out of Stanford, you know, when he was in college, he he he, you know, he was on punt returns. He was special team. Can do he can do many different things. I think he will only get better with time, especially being around a quarterback like like Cam Newton. Yeah. I think that's going to just improve his game and, and, and better his stats overall. Yeah. Um, I think defenses do have to watch out for him. Because he, he can line up in the slot as well too. Not only is he catch passes out of the backfield, I think he once he gets maybe he puts on him maybe about 10, 15, 20 pounds, he'll be able to hit the holes harder yeah. uh, when especially on the goal line situations. But I really do, I really do like this kid, McCaffrey. Okay, uh, Chris, how about you? Yeah, now McCaffrey, I, I I like him. I don't think that he's a franchise kind of running back. Personally, my opinion, I think that he's more of a system kind of running back. In my opinion, there are not that many running backs in the league that you can build an offense around. Personally, there's three tops. McCaffrey is not that kind of guy. He's in the Alvin Kamara kind of category. I think that you put Kamara, let's say, on a mediocre team, still putting numbers up, but he's not the focal point. Um, There's two or three running backs in the league right now that you can build your offense around. McCaffrey's not. He's a volume producer, 100%. He'll get you, you know, 25 touches a game with his 15 uh, running and his 7 catching. He'll get you 20, 25 touches a game. That's fair. But it's based on the system. Also, think of Cam Newton. Can that man stay healthy? Okay? He takes a lot of punishment, guys. A lot of punishment. He's always going out the pocket, looking for the wide receiver on the slot. That may not be there all the time, which makes McCaffrey more vulnerable as well, too. So, again, he's a stud, but he's not the focal point. He's not the main reason for the success, my personal opinion. There we go. There we go. I think that's a good roundtable, guys. I think uh, uh, on all one of those players' accord, I don't want to take anything away from them. These are NFL players. These guys are the creme of the crop. Uh, the the yep. very few that could make it up there and be this good. Uh, but we, we do see a distinction in how they get to eat at the table. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, it, it, make, it makes sense. I, I definitely agree. Oh, Ben, appreciate the new segment this week. We'll definitely keep it going and moving forward. So, just to end the show this week, guys, want to go back, go through and pick this week's games. Wanna, let's, let's do this kind of quick. I know we're, we're kind of getting cut along on time here, so yeah. kind of cut it short. So, let's just, let's go through each one. Tell me who you got. First game of the week is Thursday night football in New Orleans at Dallas. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Saints. Obviously, it's a bigger game for Dallas if they can get the win. But I'm gonna say the Saints. Chris, Saints and Cowboys. Who do you got? Very easy. It's gonna be New Orleans. They're ten and one right now. They look best team in football. Saints all the way. Yeah. Oh, oh, Ben. What about you? I'm going Saints all the way. They're coming marching in. I like what Dallas is putting together. Now the offense is a bit legitimate, legitimized, but you're not getting in the way in New Orleans. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. On the Sunday list of games, we've got the first one we're going to look at is Baltimore at Atlanta. Um, Lamar Jackson seems to be he'll get the starting nod again. Early quick here, Atlanta over or I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go Atlanta over Ravens. Obed, what about you? I'm with you, Atlanta. Atlanta, Chris, Ravens and Falcons. Who you got here? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. I mean Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. We got too much for them. Broncos at Bengals. I think we kind of touched on the Bengals and gave them enough crap earlier. <laughs> I, I, I think they're done. So I'm, I'm going Broncos all the way here. Chris, what do you got? I'm gonna go with a surprise pick with the Bengals. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Really? I feel they're home. I feel they're home. I feel they're gonna play inspired for the quarterback Dolphins out. I'm gonna go Bengals with a sleeper pick. Wow. Oh, Ben. Broncos yep. and Bengals. 
Hawks want that Driscoll season. I mean, I'm going to go with Case Keenum, Philip Lindsay. I want to see some Royce Freeman because I need him in fantasy. <laughs> I got you. I got fantasy points, baby. Yeah. Also, about them fantasy points. The Chargers <laughs> at the Lions. Now, Melvin Gordon will not be playing this week. Uh, so, that could kind of hurt them, but Austin Eckler's there. I'm, go- I'm going Chargers. I'll bet. Chargers and Lions. Who are you taking? Uh, whoo, man, you know, it, it, I got to give it to the Chargers, man. I think uh, it's it's tough sledding against the Bears, but I got faith in what Phillip Rivers brings to the table, top five that are alive right now. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Char- Chargers and Lions. So just to kind of correct you, I think you're looking at the Rams. The Chargers play the Pittsburgh oh, Steelers. I, I apologize. Yes, you're, you're right. right. You're right. It's Lamb Rams. Rams and just Oh, wow. All right, it's okay, yeah. But the Rams are playing Detroit. Chargers are playing Pittsburgh. Yeah, there we so, go. We're sorry. So, so let's, let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> Rams and Lions, obviously, I'm going to go Rams all the way here. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I might be the clean yeah. sleep on this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bad. Same yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Too, much, too much firepower there, you know. Yeah, too much too much firepower. Gotcha, gotcha. Got Car- Cardinals, Cardinals at Green Bay. I don't think there's any debate here. Obed, I'm, I'm obviously I'm going to say Packers. Obed, what are you taking? You know what? The thing is, they're at home, so you have to take Green Bay. But I'll be honest with you, I have no idea what's going on in Green Bay. If there's one person who gets to be called goat one year and one week, and then they say that the arm is gone and it's it's starting to like be on the downside the next week, it's Aaron Rodgers. This guy will get be the first one in front of the camera to be saying, oh, well, you know, I don't have the receiver core. The guys aren't where I need them to be. Tom Brady has had some years where he had no receivers and he had to make some things happen. Some of those years he won a Super Bowl, right? There are people out there who have real problems on offense making things happen more yep. than Aaron Rodgers right now, and I just don't understand what's going on. So, yeah, I'll give it to you know, them. I'm 100% in agreement with you, Chris, Packers and Cardinals. In this game, honestly, who cares? Because <laughs> Green Bay, they're not making the playoffs. Arizona, they're not making the playoffs, clearly. Aaron Rodgers complains way too much to the officials. He needs help. His offensive line, his defense, his coach, he's a big crybaby personally. He has all the talent in the entire world, but he can't maximize his potential. And like you said, Brady has not had a lot of offensive firepower except for Randy Moss, obviously, but he never complains. Overall, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback, Overall package, not career-wise, no. But you know, who cares? But if I had to go Green Bay, I go Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, next game, Bills and Dolphins. Let's make this. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to be paying attention to this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I think they're both going to lose this game. Uh, we'll give it to. Right. I give it. I give it to the Bills. I give it to the Bills. The Bills are about to come out and play spirited out there. <laughs> Chris, Bills and Dolphins. Oh, man, it's a coin toss, fellas. Uh, Miami, good weather. Buffalo, cold weather city. They're going down south. <sighs> Jesus. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills on this one. For you, Sherman. Uh, 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 I, I'm, I'm going to go Dolphins just because we have a better quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, you know, against, you know, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Down, so I'll go with Dolphins. Easy one here for me. Um, next up, Bears and Giants. Um, I'm going to say Bears. Better defense. Better quarterback play. This year, uh, Chris, Bears and Giants, who are you taking? Unfortunately, I'm going with the Bears. The Giants have been a mess. They are yeah. winning a couple in a row, then they lose. They're too streaky. They're not making the playoffs. Uh, Bears all the way. Yeah, oh, bad. Bears and Giants. Uh, it's going to be the Bears. I just don't know what's going on. I think, you know, Saquon is great. I think Saquon's fantastic, but what they needed was a quarterback. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. You said say what? I said Saquon? Say- Take the uh, I'll take the Panthers. We're gonna see a lot of Chris McCaffrey and the Bucks. The Bucks will score four, get five hundred yards of offense, and he still lose the game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris, Panthers and Bucks. Who do you got here in this NFC South matchup? I'm gonna go Panthers. McCaffrey, please score three touchdowns. Thank you. Thinking <laughs> <laughs> fantasy, I like it. Um, and a uh, AFC South matchup: Colts and Jaguars. I don't, I don't honestly. I don't. Too many people too pay attention to this game either. But Colts. All, I'm saying Colts all the way. Andrew Luck has been on fire as of late. Uh, Chris, Colts and Jags. 
that's clear. Jacksonville, they're terrible right now. Colts have been, like you said, they've been hot. Andrew Luck has been on fire. Colts. Colts. Oh, bad. Colts and Jags. Uh, I will go Colts. I mean, uh, like you said, on fire, three touchdowns in a row. Uh, three touchdowns in a game, I think at least three games in a row now. For I think Andrew Luck. seven or eight games in a row. He's oh, wow, really? Well, let me not cheat the man of his accolades. The dude's doing work. Yeah, I got to give it to him. Let's go with the uh, Colts. Gotcha, gotcha. Browns at the Houston Texans. Browns, I mean, the Texans are coming off uh, eight wins in a row after it's starting 0-3 this season. Texans all the way. Oh, bad. Texans and Browns, you take it. Uh, you know what? The new look Browns don't look bad. I feel bad for Jarvis Landry. I think he's been phased out of the offense at this point. Um, uh, they just have so many, but they have so many weapons, right? So many people they could feed. Um, I'm going to take the Browns on the upset there. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, yeah, I'll go with you. Yeah, the Browns are, are improving. They got some good players, but Chris, Browns and Texans? Browns look good, but not in a row. Texans. Gotcha. Um, the New York football Jets at the Tennessee Titans. Jets are a mess. They're not the best. <laughs> <laughs> they need to move out west. Hey. I don't know what about the rest. Oh, bad. I'm going go Titans. Who are you taking? <laughs> I'm going Titans. I can't pick those fools from New York to save their life. Get out of here. They can kick rocks. They I think be a wet napkin right now. They couldn't be a wet napkin right now. Uh, <laughs> Jets and Titans. Sure, my, I, I think by default, Mariota looks... Decent at best. The Jets are horrible. Uh, easy. Tennessee Titans. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Oakland Raiders. I think this is another no-brainer here. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes leading the way. Chiefs, Chiefs by a lot. <laughs> Chris, where you got it? Me, easy. No-brainer. Oakland. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> the dumpster fire takes this one. <laughs> the Chiefs. The Chiefs in a landslide. Chiefs in a landslide. Oh, bad. Raiders at home against the Chiefs. I feel bad for anybody in fantasy who's playing the Chiefs coming off the bye. They're about to come out here and light it up. But, but I will say this. It'd be interesting to see how they play the rest of the season. They got a really late bye. The schedule makers had a really good feeling about these guys coming out here and doing what they're doing. So they can either come out here and say we're getting back on the train and we're doing this six touchdown a week thing, or they're going to slow play this and try to pop at the right time and take the Super Bowl. So we'll see. Right, right. I like it. Um, a big matchup in the afternoon window of this week's games, Minnesota at New England. Probably the game of the week here. Um, just because it's in New England, I'm going to go New England. Obed? Ooh, man, yeah, I gotta. I have no idea what is going to happen in this game. I have a feeling that the Patriots are going to go out there and give up a whole ton of yards on defense and maybe some touchdowns, but it's just who do you, pick your poison how you want to lose. Right, Patrick Chung has probably played some of the best defense for the Patriots against the tight end position, but this could be a Kyle Rudolph game. They're going to spend a lot of time trying to lock up uh, Adam Thielen because they know he's a problem. But that you're good if you get Stephon Diggs one on one with Stephon Gilmore, I'm kind of leaning towards Stephon Diggs making plays. It, I think it'll be a shootout. I hope the Patriots have it in them. I'm gonna give them the edge for this game. Though. Gotcha, correct, Chris. Pats hosting Vikings. Who you got? I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna pick with my heart because I'm a Pats fan, obviously. I'm going to pick by football statistics solely. Gronk came back. He's healthy. We have Sonny Michelle playing. He ran the ball effectively last week. Tom Brady, unfortunately, has not been Tom Brady of the past. He's been good, not great. Minnesota, on the other hand, is... They're in flux right now, but they still have, obviously, Thielen. They still have Diggs, obviously. And they have the quarterback, obviously. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. Bill Belichick somehow, someway will figure out how to neutralize your best player. That's what we're going to do. Second half, we'll figure it out as well, too. 34-31 Patriots. It's going to be, it's going to be a tight one. I'm going to say this around the same thing. 35-33 Thir- Patriots. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, something yeah. real close. Yeah. Um, Seattle hosting San Francisco. Easy, Seattle. Not even going to waste time. Chris, Seattle hosting San Francisco. Yeah, move on, Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Bring out the broom. It's a sweep. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Um, Another big matchup this week, Los Angeles Chargers going against the Steelers. Because it's in Pittsburgh, I'm going to go Chargers, even though the Chargers are on fire. Um, I'm 
going Steelers. Oh, bad. Steelers and Chargers. You know, them not having Melvin Gordon this week, I felt like they should have held Melvin Gordon out last week and just saved him for this game because you kind of want to have this tiebreaker should things shake out in the AFC playoff picture. That being said, I mean, maybe them having Austin Eckler out there as the lead back gives them a dimension they weren't expecting, which could probably give them some running into the Steelers. I think uh, they've got some injury concern with T.J. Watt, which would be huge for them if he's not coming after Phillip Rivers. But again, to Phillip Rivers, top five that are alive, I'm going to give it to the Chargers on this one. They're going to make their yeah, game I, for Yeah, I think their game plan out. switches a lot without Melvin Gordon back there and, you know, for them. So, Chris, let me go to you. Chargers at Steelers. Uh, do you think it's a different ball game without Elvin Gordon? Who you got? I, I think so. I don't like hot teams going to the East Coast in December. I don't like it personally. Okay. Bad weather could be a factor. Yeah. You know, Big Ben threw a bad pick last week at the end of the game, which I don't know how that happened. Oh, like you guys said, wow. yeah, yeah I don't know how that happened. But yeah, mind-boggling. But Melvin Gordon is out. You understand? They have Eckler playing. So that might be a game changer. I like Pittsburgh at home by three. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to actually say Pittsburgh at home by 13, actually. So, oh, wow. Okay. If Juju Wait. gives us another big play like he did in Denver, where people are usually gassed and winded, I think I could see something like that happen. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm Right, right. The weather's a factor. Weather's a yeah. factor. And the last game of this week in the NFL is we have an NFC East matchup with Washington at Philadelphia. I say this is a must-win game for Philadelphia, and it's it's and since it's at home, I'm gonna go Eagles. But don't be surprised if the Redskins kind of pull this out. Um, I'm not saying Colt McCoy is you know, the leader, the savior for them. I just think Philly has just been so iffy. I don't think the Redskins will really do anything this year, the rest of the rest of the year. But I'm just gonna I'm, gonna, I'm still gonna say Philly. I'm gonna say Philly. By ten, so I think it's going to be maybe twenty to ten or twenty three thirteen. Philly, oh bet. Who are you taking here? Eagles and Redskins. I mean, I feel like Philly is going to go out here and like make a statement that they can at least bang heads in the division. Um, the Redskins, I don't know about Colt McCoy having that stronger arm than Alex Smith, but I, I think maybe he's got more rapport with the players since he's been there for such a long time, and probably should have had the opportunity to man this team or at least make a shot at the, the starting spot as opposed to giving $71 million, which is guaranteed by injury, so I wouldn't be mad at, Cole, at uh, uh, Alex Smith if he went ahead and just sat the rest of his life. Um, I'm going to give it to Philly. I did want to touch on uh, the Washington Redskins picking up Ruben Foster on waivers but not making a phone call to Colin Kaepernick when they have a quarterback situation. That's a little... Yeah, yeah. One of those That's things a new conversation. I'll take Philly on that one. Chris, what do you think? Okay, Chris, briefly. I like AP, in my opinion, the comeback player of the year because he has been doing not AP from 2004, no, but he's been a good, solid running back last year. He was a shell of himself last year. Two years ago, same difference. I like AP. But Philly, this is a must-win for them. If they lose this game, they're pretty much done. So I'm going Philly. Philly, gotcha, gotcha. Well, folks, I guess that wraps it up for this week's episode of What's the Word Entertainment. I uh, appreciate you guys coming out. Um, Chris, definitely glad to have you here the first time. Any parting words, anything, last comments you want to want to say to say to everyone here? Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, let's do it again, and let's go pass, baby. <laughs> oh, 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 Ben, anything, anything last? Anyone else want to get out? Yeah, no, thank you very much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it, Sherman. Thanks a lot for having me. Uh, Chris, it was a pleasure. Um, oh, ben, yes, be good, brother. Be good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for having us. Hope you guys have had fun. All right, guys. Take care, man. Peace. See you later.